Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Okay, sports fans, if you're pissed off at cable news and other very serious political analysts these days, here's an outstanding way to support independent media specifically this podcast, of course. For just $5 per month, you can support the Bob Seska Show Patreon page as we guide you through the madness and chaos of our politics. But it's not just about supporting shows like this one. You're also going to get bonus content as a reward for your monthly support. We're talking about exclusive access to our post-mortem show recorded after the end credits on our Tuesday and Thursday shows. You also get access to the Patreon app where you can download the free show and our bonus content. Plus, you can join the discussion with our community of Patreon members in the comments under each episode you're going to get all of that for just five dollars per month pennies per show so don't miss out again that's bobseskashow.com bookmark it send it to all your friends and we thank you in advance and now let the cartoons begin the bob seska show bob seska i protest i am not a merry man the bob seska show labor day weekend From our nation's capital, it is Thursday, September 2, 2021, and this is the Bob Seska Show on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Hi, how you doing? My name is Bob. Hello, Bob. Hey, it's Labor Day weekend. Labor Day weekend. Day 226 of the Biden-Harris administration. Four to 30 days until the 22 midterms. Find me on Instagram at TheBobSeska and on Twitter at BobSeska underscore go. And here come the goth ninjas. Yeah. It is, uh, who are the goth ninjas? Well, I don't I'm about, know. I'm about Couple to tell assholes. you. Yeah, that guy right there. <laughs> Plus Jody Hamilton from the uh, From the Bunker podcast, from dash the dash bunker.com, also patreon.com slash from the bunker. And on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network, sexyliberal.com. It's your podcasting superstation. And of course, David T Rex Ferguson from Astral Summer, astralsummer.bandcamp.com. Okay, we've got Labor Day weekend coming up. Did I mention that? Labor Day weekend. It's a good thing because my water just broke. <laughs> Jesus. I'm having a cow. Brand new indie music countdown, by the way, coming out tomorrow, Friday. It's going to be earlier, so you have a soundtrack for your, your Labor Day weekend, of course. Labor Day weekend. It's all of our best summer songs from this past uh, summer. Find it everywhere you get your podcast, right there under the Bob Seska Show banner. You know, on the usual podcast platforms, right? Okay, so before we get into the uh, Texas abortion ban, Goth Ninjas, we got to send our good vibes to both Louisiana and New York City today. Good God. What's seeing... happening in New York? I have not seen the news. Oh, this my God. Massive it's flooding. Terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, really? Ida. Oh. Basically, what? Like Hurricane Sandy again, Jody, isn't it? 
Yeah, I mean, there was a, a bunch of people died in their basements because of tornadoes and and other. It's like tornadoes and flooding, not a good combination. No, no, Jesus. And there's lots of video, David, too, of like subway platforms with yeah, just like shut down, gushing yeah. waterfalls coming down. People yeah. trapped in the subway for ten hours at a time. Oh God! Because of, can you imagine being on a New York City subway car for ten fucking hours? In flood water. Yeah. With people who are likely unvaccinated, too, by the way. We can't just have one disaster in this country. we got to have multiple disasters. I always mention the uh, the old Johnny Carson joke about uh, California. At least the mudslides are putting out the wildfires. So (laughs) (laughs) So that's the case here. I mean, maybe all the different climate disasters with the climate crisis, they're all going to cancel each other out and we'll just be fine. But I don't think we're that lucky. It's happening right now. We've been in it. I mean, we've been in it for maybe 20 years, experiencing the slow boiling of our entire planet. And by the way, planet's going to be just fine. It's human beings who are going to get screwed. The the planet's trying to rid us of it um, with the pandemic and climate change and then the the variants with COVID. The planet has a fever. Uh-huh. If your baby had a fever, you would take it to the doctor. Exactly. Um, I look at my charts and I point to my charts. Um, <laughs> okay, so now that we've had the Al Gore portion of the show completed, let's talk about this Texas abortion ban. And obviously, everyone's been talking about the details of the ban itself, the six-week cutoff point being entirely meaningless because most women don't know that they're pregnant at six weeks, so it's a trap there. And the other dynamic to all of this, which is terrifying, is it's creating a whole new subculture of bounty hunters in Texas. Bounty hunters, looky-loos, doxers, Karens, people just pursuing pregnant women. This is insane. Yeah. Uh, But it makes me kind of want to preemptively sue the Bush twins. No, why is that? Why are we going because after the Because you know that one of them has had an abortion. Oh, well, that's true. Yeah. yeah, well, you know that Donald Trump himself has probably paid for dozens of several. abortions. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah let's, let's go with at least several. I think that's yeah. a good round number for, for Donald Trump. But here's my question right now, and this is the question for the room. I understand why this bill was passed. A big reason why this was passed is as a giant gift to all of the evangelical super PACs that are providing Republicans with so much of their campaign financing these days. So that was a big deal. They'd be able to say, oh, look what we did. We banned abortion at six weeks, and plus we uh, made a bunch of people rich by enabling them to make at least $10,000. detail that's being missed in all of this. It's at least a minimum of $10,000 as far as the reward for the lawsuits. And the person that they're suing, if that person wins the lawsuit, mm-hmm. they don't get any money. They don't get no. their attorney's fees paid. And you can literally sue people up to four years after you think oh, that Jesus happened. Jesus Christ. It's so insane. It's just, how, is, uh, yeah. how is this possible? That's I mean, my question. Uh, it's so wildly unconstitutional. And it's just bonkers that, like, yeah. you know, uh, Mrs., you know, pick. Uh, Nancy Snodgrass in (laughs) Des Moines can just like randomly get someone's license plate number off the internet and find out who they are and and sue them. Women and and girls in Texas that go to buy pregnancy tests. Just think about it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They think they're pregnant. So they're at least a week of a missed period. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So they could be potentially four weeks pregnant at that point. Mm Mm-hmm. Or more, but certainly at least four weeks, right? Yeah. So 
They go in to buy a pregnancy test. They could be followed, get their license plate, and then tracked yes. to find out. Yes, absolutely. So even just buying a fucking pregnancy test could be perilous for a girl or a woman. That's exactly right. It's not just about someone seeking an abortion after right. six weeks. This is about stalking all yep. pregnant women. Or potentially pregnant women. That's right. That's right. So if you are pregnant in the state of Texas, be prepared to be followed, to be uh-huh. surveilled, to be relentlessly doxxed, to have maybe your medical records stolen from your doctor. Mm-hmm. Because from a mm-hmm. practical standpoint here, and again, bear in mind that this is about you know, fluffing the evangelical contributors to all of these Republican campaigns. But from a practical standpoint, how the hell are the bounty hunters going to know women are pregnant and received abortions specifically? But right, can you but tell when the, someone's had an abortion after six weeks? How do you know no, that information? You don't even know they're pregnant. You don't even start showing until the fourth month. Right. So, and that's like the whole like, oh, women, sh- you know, sh- women that are showing that they're pregnant and they're having a glass of wine, mm-hmm. that's not when it's bad for the fetus. Yeah. yeah. It's before she's showing that's really bad yeah. for the potential human child. So once the woman is showing, any alcohol damage has already been done. Yeah. Thank you very much. But that that's the other thing. It's like, okay, by the way, after you have a miscarriage, you need a DNC. That's so exactly. you're twelve weeks into your into your pregnancy that you want. Mm-hmm. Okay. You want you are happy to give birth to this potential child and you miscarry at the tenth week or whatever, which is twelve to fifteen weeks is the average. Sometimes it's later, which is even more traumatic. But you know, around that time it's a lot of women don't even tell people they're pregnant until it's three months to make sure they've gotten past the potential yep. miscarriage. And so after a miscarriage, especially at that late date, Hello? say ten to twelve weeks, mm. you have to have a DNC to get the necrotic tissue out. And of course, how are people going to know that you've had a DNC because there's a threat to your life or something like that? I mean, that's all going to have to get litigated in court. So if you're an abortion doctor, if you're a nurse that works in a clinic or works at an OBGYN office, or if you're a fucking Uber driver, exactly, you could end up getting sued and you will be sued. Because guarantee, they're handing out cash. It's like the end of the 1989 version of Batman, where Joker's going down the main street of Gotham, and he's throwing money on the crowd. And that's exactly what the Texas legislature did. Turn in pregnant women who've had an abortion after Actually, six weeks. Actually, the women. No, no, money, no, no, no. Money, money, it's money. not the women. It's oh, just it's the, money, the people yeah. that aid in a bet. Right, right. Because the, the women aren't going to be in trouble. It's yeah. the people that are helping the women that are going to be doctors, nurses. Yes. Pharmacists, potentially, with RU486. Um, uh, and then, you know, if I even talk to my friend and say, hey, have you considered this? That's considered aiding and abetting. Yeah. Well, in order to get to the aiding and abetting, to get right. to the doctor, to get to the Uber driver, as the case may be, right. you're going to have to stalk women, pregnant right. women, in order to... Absolutely. So so the target ends up being women as the mm-hmm. jumping off point for going after the doctors and whoever's aiding and abetting the abortion after six weeks. But the, the question I still have is, how do you know that this formerly pregnant woman has had an abortion after six weeks. How do you divine that information? The only way to get the verification to justify a lawsuit is to somehow get those medical records. So that would make, I guess, nursing staff, office managers in... HIPAA! Yeah, 
But, see, that's what you're running up against. You're rup- running up against HIPAA. Anyone who to yep. provide that information to anyone else and they take it before a judge in the auspices of a lawsuit, they would have to justify how they got that information. And how they got in that information has to be a violation of HIPAA because you're going to have to have a medical professional turning over those medical records to whoever the goddamn bounty hunter litigant is. And that's the only way you know But it doesn't even matter. It doesn't matter because the practical effect is going to be the intimidation of doctors, the intimidation of women, the intimidation of any healthcare professional who's at all linked to this one particular procedure. And I guess that's the that's the whole effect. That's the whole idea of this. That's the thrust of why they passed this legislation. And bear in mind that all three of Donald Trump's appointees were in support of upholding this law, at least for now. Gorsuch, Kavanaugh, Barrett, they all sided with the majority, the five. So it's Alito and Thomas, and there's your five. John Roberts is going with the the liberals on this once again, so five five to four. This doesn't necessarily mean that this law is going to stand up in the long run, because I assure you, the lawsuits are already stacking up now. I mean, they're going to, I was talking about this with Fugel saying last night on his show on Sirius XM. There are probably going to be women who go to the ACLU or the ACLU recruits several women who are going to have abortions after six weeks and they're doctors and they're all going to participate in some sort of lawsuit. There are going to be test cases for Mm. this law. And, you know, the thing that concerns me the most is when you start pursuing women, and remember that pursuing women is the springboard to getting to the cash cows, which are the doctors and nurses, et cetera. The problem in pursuing women, especially in Texas, is you also have an open carry law (coughs) in Texas. You know, you can open carry, you can stalk, you can stand outside any clinic, any OBGYN office. So this is once again women should start carrying. Yeah. Just every woman just start carrying. And if somebody starts stalking you, stand your ground, girls. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's that's great. Easier said than done, though, because that's a scary thing. Yeah, there's just, so many there's just, so many gun accidents. I just I could you know. Yeah. Well, well also. And, and it's, oh, go it's ahead, just, Jody. It, there was there was a case in Alabama several years ago. A woman miscarried and was she had intended to have the child. Yeah. And um, she miscarried and then was charged with murder because she fell down the stairs or something. Oh, and it's what? like, or she was drinking alcohol. I mean, it was yeah. like she was charged with murder and the child, the fetus wasn't even viable yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, okay, that's problematic already. Yeah. Women Jesus being charged Christ. with that if they have a drink of whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, they shouldn't be doing it, but you know what? Freedom. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is still their body. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and yeah, she wasn't even six months pregnant. It was way before that, that part in the pregnancy that, that she miscarried for whatever reason. And she was charged with murder. Plus the other dimension to to all of this is the rape dimension. Bear in mind that this Mm -hmm. law, uh, has no exceptions built in for rape and incest. So it's entirely possible that having to fucking carry your father's baby to term your rapist's baby. baby yeah yeah and anybody, i'm sorry you know when when everybody's like uh, and there's no exception for the life of the mother 
Oh, I think there is an exception. This, it, oh, yay. <laughs> um, ooh, yay. Yeah, but no, here's the deal. It's like when everybody goes, ooh, there's not even an exception for rape and incest. Well, first off, incest is rape. But yeah. um, that's yeah. that's that's just stupid. But mm-hmm. regardless, I don't care why you want an abortion. I don't yeah. fucking care. Mm-hmm. No. I, don't, I don't give a rat's ass. Yeah. It's, it's a- none of my fucking business. It's a red herring to go down yes. that road where we're defending uh, the the exceptions, right? Right. The, abortion is a medical procedure for a yep. condition that is life threatening. Yes. This is what we know. This is medical science. Yep. Okay. So the ability to have this procedure could potentially be a life saving measure. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't matter. This is the purview of whoever it is who's pregnant. And whatever goes on in that person's body is their fucking business. It's yep. not like, by the way, anyone who say, well, what, what about vaccines? I mean, shouldn't you have purview over your body when it comes to vaccines? No, 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 no. Because pregnancy is not contagious. If you nope. get pregnant, you're not going to make 12 of your friends also get pregnant. Exactly. That would be weird. And of course, it doesn't exist. <laughs> it's just not scientifically possible. So fuck you when it comes to that, too. Yeah, and 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 uh, uh, I'm sure Kimberly brought this up as well as uh, several thousand other women in the past yeah. 36 hours. Um, name one law mm. where men don't have autonomy over their bodies. Yep. It doesn't exist. Just name one. Just one. Just give me one. Uh, yeah, uh, it's zilch. No, th- there isn't a single law like that. There, well, there's drug laws. No, uh, there are dr- what? There are drug laws, but it's not exclusive to men. No, I mean, there's drug laws, there's vaccine mandates, but that's not exclusive to men. That's yeah, for everybody. Right, that's right. everybody. Um, I'm talking about a, a law that is specific to men mm-hmm. that disallows them control over their own bodies. Yeah. So when it comes to the rape circumstance, though, I'm trying to think in terms of how rapists will profit from this. And it's quite simple, especially after they've already been convicted. You say they're in prison, they've been convicted of rape. This rapist discovers that, oh, shit, that woman I raped had an abortion after six weeks. We're going to sue. And wouldn't that money be great to defer some of our legal fees for for my legal defense after being arrested for, you know, rape? Provided the rapist even gets arrested in the first place, because we all know this, you know, this slips through the the male centric (laughs) loophole. You know, you got to. Uh, all kinds of rapists end up walking free because of the usual shit. Oh, she was just asking for it. She was drunk. She was wearing that miniskirt, blah, blah, blah. You know, we know this happened. Her story keeps changing. Why was she nice to him afterwards? And it's just like... uh, Uh, In a broader sense, what we can divine from this for those of us who are outside of the state of Texas is, one, it's not just going to be Texas. Especially oh, if this, you know, if Roe ends up getting uh, struck down, the Planned Parenthood decision from 1992, if that gets struck down, <sighs> it's going to be all these red states, all these Trump-supporting states that are already ready and waiting with anti-abortion laws. Complete bans, if not full fetal personhood laws and constitutional amendments ready to go on the books in those Which states. should mean, by the way, if I'm pregnant, which I can't anymore because it's all old and crusty and gross. <laughs> um... <laughs> The crusty uh, part no, is what made me gross, laugh. Yeah. <laughs> babies are gross. Yeah. They are too. They're yeah, very gross. Yeah. Anyway, um, uh, that means is that it, personhood means that the woman now has her right to whatever property, mm-hmm. and the baby's right because she's housing the 
the fetus. Yeah. So if the fetus had, so if if say she's married, I mean, there's there's inheritance law that comes to personhood. Mm-hmm. There's all sorts of rights that persons are granted once born. Yeah. And that's the other thing. We don't have birthdays nine months before we're born. No. Like no. <laughs> mine would have to be seven because I was premature. But I, exactly. I mean, exactly. Like you're born and that's your birthday because yeah. you have been birthed. Um, but if life, you know, the whole life and conception bullshit. Oh, God, I'm so angry. Um, <laughs> heartbeats have to do with the heart, yeah. not with a bunch of little cells making an electrical sound. Because mm-hmm. that they're talking it's a heartbeat build. No, there's no heart there. On top of that. The fetal personhood laws and constitutional amendments, because make no mistake, from a national level, the Republicans want to codify fetal personhood as a constitutional amendment. That's one of their big things. But at least at the state level, which is where it's all going to start, the thing with the fetal personhood is you make the fetus a person, and if you have an abortion, you're committing homicide. Yeah, this is a murder case suddenly, making women aiding and abetting the murder of a fetus, doctor aiding and abetting the murder of a fetus, blah, 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 on down the line. Mm -hmm. That's why that is so nefarious. So we're looking at this law in Texas and the expansion into other states, which is just they're just waiting for Roe to be overturned. But this is a preview of what the entire nation could look like if Republicans take Congress and the White House from a federal level. Make no mistake, if there is a trifecta at the federal level, Congress, White House, and the Supreme Court's already gone, bye-bye, bye-bye. Because one of the consolations here is that if Roe gets struck down, It'll only be the red states that will ban abortions outright. Right. Right. The blue states will still be okay. That's the consolation. That's the best case scenario if Roe gets stricken. The problem is, though, if the federal government is overtaken by these red hats, they are going to pull out all the stops. Mitch McConnell will eliminate the legislative filibuster in order to get it done. In a New York minute, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because here's what's happened. This is why it's so dangerous to talk about eliminating the filibuster but not eliminate the filibuster. Mm-hmm. Is because now the Republicans have justification for eliminating the mm-hmm. filibuster as soon as they take back yep. Congress. He's like, yep. well, the Democrats have been talking about this for years now, and we're going to just do it because the Democrats wanted to do it, so we're going to do it. And that's how they'll justify it. And sure as shit, if Mitch McConnell is Senate Majority Leader again, he will gather his entire caucus and they will say, bye-bye filibuster. For so many practical reasons, for so many legislative reasons, it has to be done now. You can't just talk about it. You have to do it now. So it is incumbent for Joe Biden, whoever else, Chuck Schumer, to get on the asses right now of uh, Joe Manchin and Kirsten Sinema and get them on board, whatever you have to do, to cajole them into joining this vote. Tell Kirsten Cinema she can wear as many purple wetsuits to committee <laughs> meetings as she wants. Yeah. Yeah. As many wet seal outfits. This is the forthcoming fascism that we're talking about here. We're getting a preview of it. And it's, you know, the canary in the coal mine. It's a big huh? fucking Texas canary. Everything's bigger in Texas. They got gigantic canaries the size of pterodactyls in Texas. And we need to pay attention to what's happening there. And anyone says, hey, you know what? No, no. I'm going to hold my Democrats accountable. 
Fuck that. Good luck with that. The thing, I, I get so tired of these, like, you know, you're like red rose Twitter, like mm-hmm. bro socialists that are like yeah. completely just not throwing it, you know, accounting, not, you know, doing the math that the other side is fucking evil. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. and that, yeah, you, we could quibble about these things in 2025, you mm-hmm. know, like, but right now it's a fucking mess and shit is on fire and we had a terrorist coup attempt and it's just like, uh, yeah, well, we're talking, if we're, they didn't see it during the Trump years, they'll never mm-hmm. see it. Right. Right. The urgency that, with which we need to be acting. Well, that's the absurdity of all of this. It's not. As I keep saying, it's not a hypothetical construct. Oh, what's what a Trump? What will a Trump presidency look like in practical terms? Hmm, I don't know. Let's theorize about this. No, 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 no. We already know. We already know what the agenda is. We already know what the Republican agenda will be in Congress. This is clear and unequivocal. They will get in. They will pass a bunch of fascist legislation. National abortion bans, national fetal personhood laws, if not a constitutional amendment, an attempt to do that if we're not careful with our state uh, legislatures in those elections. I mean, there's all kinds of shit waiting to happen. And if you're still sitting here acting like it's 40 years ago and, oh, well, what's the big deal if we vote for Republicans and they come in? It's just a little change. Maybe they'll cut taxes. And No, 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 no. We're not in that era anymore. We're not in an era in which, and it's a shame, because we should be holding our friendly leaders accountable just as much as our opposition leaders, but we don't exist in that United States anymore. We exist in the United States where this next election, 24 or 22 for that matter, next year, if that goes badly, 24 goes badly, we're done with democracy in this country. The Mm -hmm. republic will no longer exist after that. And we have to bear that in mind, and we have to bear in mind the ramifications of this, because we sure as shit didn't in 2016. When it's okay, it's, well, you know what? Jesus Christ, Hillary Clinton is not on board with closing Gitmo and, and forgiving all student loans, uh, so fuck it. I'm voting for third party. I'm going to vote for Jill Stein or Jill whoever Stein. the fuck. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. You own yes. some of this. They you do the purity test chaos. motherfuckers. They do. And they're yeah. like, and, and all over Twitter, those people are like, why are you blaming Susan Sarandon and, and Jill Stein? You know why? Because people fucking listen to them and they had a fucking platform and they should have shut their fucking pie holes. Thank you. Elections have consequences. This is re- the reality of how things work. I think one of the mistakes that a lot of liberals make, present company accepted, of course, a lot of the liberals think that that eventually, you know, like, like the thing that we've heard most often is, if Donald Trump gets elected, we can, of course, use that to push for more progressive candidates because of the contrast and because people will be sick of Donald Trump or whatever. They'll hate Donald Trump. And so, therefore, we can get away with, you know, voting for a third party because ultimately, you know, we'll go through Donald Trump. To get, remember, because George W. Bush was president and everyone reacted negatively to him, and that gave us Barack Obama. Look at amazing. That is such a bullshit yeah, tell way to go. in Iraq yeah. about how awesome that plan was. Yeah. If you think that you've got some sort of crystal ball, that if you vote for some third party candidate because you don't like the Democrats and you've been suckered into believing this both sides nonsense that it's a lesser of two evils election or whatever your hipster uh, friends seem to tell you. If you're under that misapprehension, you need to 
read something or another about uh, how elections work in this country. It's not so about are like, well, the lesser of two evils is still evil. And I'm like, and it's still less. <laughs> like, and, and by the way, sake. while I'm here, if you're deeply concerned about what's happening with the California recall, although we have some good news coming up here later, but if you're really worried about the California recall and someone like Larry Elder becoming governor of California, <laughs> which is 19% of the vote. Think about that when you want elections to be, you know, uh, multiple parties instead of just two. I'm talking about national elections, elections for president, elections for Senate, elections for House of Representatives. If you want a multi-party system, be prepared for some wingnut, some red hat to become your senator or your president with only 19% of the vote. And that works. And if you say ranked choice is the solution for that, okay, good luck explaining ranked choice voting to anybody. <clears throat> I know we we get it because we've got our face pressed up against political Twitter all day. We understand ranked choice voting. But try to explain that to just a regular voter who's walking into a, a voting booth. Good luck. This is the canard. This is the, the the gigantic downside of having, once again, that idea, oh, yeah, well, this two-party system is bullshit. We need to have multiple parties. And blah, blah. No, 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 no. You're out of your mind. You yeah. can have a bowl of oatmeal <laughs> that's warm, mm-hmm. or you can have a plate of anthrax and dog shit. Yeah. You know, and it's like, you're like, well, huh. Mm-hmm. Tell me more about the, you know, the mm-hmm. do- I don't really like oatmeal. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. like, I, I well, yeah. here's a little bit of good news before we take a, a short break here. Um, and this is a, you know, this is not to downplay the seriousness of what's happening in Texas and elsewhere. But Texas Republicans may have just handed the Democrats victories in Virginia and California. Yeah. I mean, yeah. speaking of the California recall. This move in Texas is scaring the shit out of everybody, especially women, of course. Yeah. And so the, the thing is, oh, shit, well, we don't want the next Greg Abbott in Texas state legislature here in Virginia or here in California or here and elsewhere. So there is maybe a political upside for the Democrats in all of this, but I would welcome not having that political upside Thank if you. it means yeah. not having the bill. You know what I mean? But here it is. It's been passed, and it's going to be a while before the uh, lawsuits make any headway. Maybe there will be a temporary stay. I mean, that's the uh, fingers crossed scenario. And we've seen that happen elsewhere uh, in recent history. If fucking Stephen Breyer doesn't retire tomorrow, good God. Talk about someone who's ignoring the prevailing political winds in this country. Well, and Dianne Feinstein, just in case. Yeah, well, there's that too. I heard a counterpoint to that that's interesting. Someone wrote to us and said, well, that's going to telegraph that we have zero faith in our Democratic candidates, that we believe that the Republicans might actually win. But yes, but, but we all do believe it, that. We always but she believe could, that. Because the, the vote count won't be done yeah. on September 14th. They're gonna, it's going to take some time to finally know who has won or lost that election. Mm-hmm. Um, so do it... it you know, midnight, September, you know, 8 p.m., September 14th. Yeah. The votes, you have to have voted by 8 p.m., September 14th. She resigns at 8.01 p.m. just to be safe. And he has somebody already in mind and puts that person in place. Yes. Just in case. All right. Well, when we come back from a, a short break, we're going to prank the pro-life whistleblower site. 
There's a, set, a website that has been <laughs> in the planning for some time now. They've got it up. You can go in there and send in anonymous tips for women who are pregnant and maybe will have an abortion after six weeks. So we're going to prank that site. And so it's like, okay, well, this is something. This is right up David's alley. <laughs> is it? Yes. <laughs> no, no one writes an angry, nasty, vindictive email better than you. So we're, we're going to have a little fun okay. with the uh, uh, pro-life whistleblower website and uh, see how that works out. Okay, back with more show right after these words. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. The Bob Seska Show. second there i thought this was freak bass this isn't freak bass this is the great dave molter his brand new single called one little push dave molter music.bandcamp.com link in the description in fact if you go there there's the listing for a different single but if you look at the right hand side of the the bandcamp page scroll down for the uh the cover for one little push and just click on that and go right and download from Dave Moulter's Bandcamp. Thanks for supporting all of our independent bands here. BobSeska.com slash music. We're in a brand new month. So taking your submissions here on the show. And uh, as I said at the top of today's show, Indie Music Countdown coming tomorrow, Friday, September the 3rd. Your soundtrack for your Labor Day weekend. Counting down all the songs of the summer from the show here. All right. So there's this website called ProLifeWhistleblower.com. <laughs> And it's put together by the Texas Right to Life people. Oh my and God, it's a real thing. I thought oh, it's a, a real a thing. No, it's yeah. a real thing. Oh, yeah. no, 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 it's a real thing. Did, did you think I was making it up, David? Oh, I thought we were setting up a dummy website for pro-lifers to write to. So oh, no, no, them. this is real. Everyone's spamming this website today. And in a second, we're going to talk about a guy on TikTok who made a script that you can use on your iPhone that will just relentlessly spam this the same website. So, but we're going to do it manually here. So um, it says here at prolifewhistleblower.com, it says help enforce the Texas Heartbeat Act. And then right below that, it, there are two links. Join the team, of course, because they're collecting emails. This is all about the grift, make no mistake. And then there's another button that's a red button that says send an anonymous tip. And so I've clicked that. I'm down here on the form and it says... If you want to help enforce the Texas Heartbeat Act anonymously or have a tip on how you think the law has been violated, fill out the form below. We will not follow up with you or contact you. So the first question is, how do you think the law has been violated? David, what do you think we should put? How has the law been violated? And it doesn't have to ask, actually answer the question. We can just say some other form of bullshit here. You can say your mother didn't have an abortion. <laughs> 
your mother didn't have an abortion. All right, I'm putting that in there. <laughs> How did you obtain the evidence? <laughs> Ask your mom. Because you're alive. Ask your mother. <laughs> yeah. Well, you just turn this Ask into a rank, a rank your mother uh, response. That's what we're just talking <laughs> about. About their mother. Hey, should should I make it mother or mother? Mother. Mother. Okay. So how did you obtain this evidence? Ask your mother. <laughs> that's that's a dick answer. That's a that, okay. <laughs> I'm I'm happy with that. <laughs> Clinic or doctor this evidence relates to. Okay, so I'm gonna fill that one in myself. Doctor Dick Pinch. <laughs> yes. PhD OB. GYN. Doctor. <laughs> Dr. Dick. Oh, it'd be, it'd be MD? Okay. It'd be a medical license, yes. Yeah, so OBGYN yeah. is a medical doctor. Okay, right, right. Gotcha. MD. Okay, the city? It'd be Clear Lake, Iowa. <laughs> Dick Pinch of Clear Lake, Iowa. No. Obviously. Yeah. Oh, no, it'd have to be a Texas city, wouldn't it? Um. Let's do Grand Prairie, Texas. Grand Prairie. It's just outside of Dallas. Okay, Texas. Sorry for people who live in Grand Prairie, Texas. Yeah, sorry to my friends that live in Grand Prairie. Grand Prairie, Texas. I'm gonna misspell Texas. I'm gonna I'm gonna spell it T E C K S I S. Texas, zip. What is the zip? Zip code Fargo, North Dakota. Oh two one three four. Um, I'm gonna go with nine zero one two five. The name of the yes album. Nine zero two one zero. 9021090210910110110110110110110110110110110110110110110110110110110110110110110110110110110110110110110110110110110110110110110110110110110110110110110110110110110110110110110110110110110110110110110110110110110110110110110110110110110110110110110110110110110110110110110110110110110110110110110110
I know a pregnant woman, and it may have been after six weeks, even though she doesn't really know if it's been six weeks, and there's no real way to know for certain. This is just such horse shit. They're stuffing, you know, nonsense into the gullets of all these fucking suckers and morons. Okay, and a TikToker, by the way, has made a script that will spam this particular website. And so far, it seems to be working. It says here on, uh, on Vice.com, TikToker makes a script to flood Texas abortion whistleblower site with fake info. An easy-to-use iOS shortcut lets non-technical users bombard the site, according to Motherboard's tests. So this has been checked out. So go to uh, uh, Vice.com. And you can get a detailed rundown of how this works. And the developer whose social media identifies him as Sean Black, that's S-E-A-N, and then the traditional spelling of Black, also made an iOS shortcut, making it easier for non-technical activists to participate as well. In the first video, Black says the script sends one request to the Texas website around every 10 to 15 seconds. Uh, over 4,100 people have clicked on the code. 4,800 people have clicked on the shortcut itself. And that's even before this article came out. Although it's much more fun to fill in the blanks manually. Okay, and uh, you know, Ellie Mistel had a great idea for how to block some of this. Or maybe not necessarily to block, but maybe something that Joe Biden could do in response to this legislation. Basically, what Ellie wrote in The Nation was a way to exploit qualified immunity the way the Republicans do. He's calling for um, Joe Biden to nationalize abortion providers as privacy protectors and then to pay them Mm. as consultants, but you can't, obviously, because the Hyde Amendment. You can't pay them to perform the abortions, but you can pay them to consult with the federal government about privacy or whatever. And this would all be under the umbrella of the President's Commission on Privacy. The commission could then hire the aforementioned privacy protectors who would be empowered to go across the country counseling women on their constitutional rights and providing other services attendant to those rights. The format would be similar to the pop-up vaccine distribution centers the Biden administration has organized. The privacy protectors could even perform the consultations on federal property like army bases or certain parks or courthouses, just to make sure that no state gets its eminent domain feelings hurt, or perhaps the agents could be mobile, operating out of vans or trucks, making the vehicle itself federal property that the state government could not interfere with. So this basically creates a, for lack of a better term, an entire team of privacy protectors that are protected by qualified immunity. So while... Hmm. There could be a downside, like a self-defeating downside to this, if it's seen as being this army of federal agents entering Texas. But if you just if you nationalize a certain number of you know OBGYNs and their practices and put them under the umbrella of this presidential commission on privacy, then you have a, a loophole to circumvent this particular law. But it's a fucking shame. It's a fucking shame that we have to do this, that we have to create some sort of federal commission to circumvent, you know, a a ridiculous draconian Texas law uh, in order to protect women's privacy. I guess this would especially be applicable if Roe v. Wade ends up getting struck down. 
But so I think that's a good idea from Ellie. Um, it's a little complicated, and there's potential for downside. Because uh, so Texas Democrats should also pass a bunch of laws about men's prostates. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, they don't have control, so... Yeah, uh, well, yeah. there's all kinds of lessons to be learned from what Republicans are doing with regard to Just abortion. Like every right time now. you have to go to the doctor about your junk, someone has to tell the state legislature on your behalf. Well, I just I think the Democrats could do better in terms of thinking outside the box. That's why I like Ellie coming up with this uh, sort of strange idea, but one right. that has the potential to work. This is what we need to be doing. This is the track that we need to be operating on because the traditional means of... Uh, opposing legislation like this or passing other forms of legislation for the things that we want to do, they don't seem to be working very well. Especially not when there's an entire commodity now being produced by the Red Hat Entertainment Complex, and that commodity is propaganda and lies. I mean, there are dozens, if not hundreds of Red Hats who are making a fortune selling lies and propaganda to suckers and morons. We need to start thinking in terms of how to get the shit done that we want to get done by, you know, looking at these problems in a different way. For example, one of the ideas that I had, and I have no idea if this is a workable idea, and I was thinking in terms of gun control. Why don't we pass a law? This would not violate the Second Amendment in any way, shape, or form. You could pass a law that could stand up to constitutional muster by saying that every firearm, I don't care if it's an AR-15, handgun, whatever. Every single firearm that's produced by American firearm manufacturing corporations, those firearms should all be pink. Yeah. Because, I, I mean, I assure you, all these guys with their baseball caps, with the Oakleys popped up there, the uniform, you know the uniform I'm talking about, the guys who have, you know, an entire arsenal in their basement, uh, I yeah. just think Look, every gun should be like a car. If you're going to operate it, it has to have an insurance policy. Yep. Well, yeah, you know, of course. It, uh, yeah. It's commensurate to the amount of damage it could cause and the amount of damage, you know, the amount of money it could potentially. You know, so, yeah. like, I mean, you that's, have an AR-15, you have to pay like you drive a Testarossa. If you were to paint every single firearm manufactured in the United States pink. Put Hello Kitties all over Yeah, yeah. exactly fucking right. Because we've got basically an entire population of toxic masculinity who are buying up all these guns by the millions. And so, so why not with them. disincentivize them if all the guns are being painted pink? And it's it would be against the law to modify the paint color, by the way. So you do that and you disincentivize people who are you know, d deeply concerned that if they're seen carrying a pink firearm that they're going to be you know, busted on by their, you know, their buddies or whoever goes along with them on these hunting trips or they get together with their little militia, weekend warrior, dress them up clubs. Anyway, so yeah, that would be really funny if the Proud Boys were all walking around with pink firearms. Did you see I mean, their little just... straight pride rally get busted up? Yeah. I think it was in like La Jolla or something. Oh, really? I didn't see that. I didn't either. Yeah. Oh, it was, uh, I retweeted it. Yeah. And wrote like, pity that. Because mm. I mean, it's like, they it just, they get descended upon by a bunch of like black blockers. <laughs> like, and with this one proud boy dude, like runs to confront this dude, like runs out in front of him and stands with his hands on his hips. And the guy just drops him. <laughs> he just like, he just puts his hands on his hips and sticks his chin out there. And the guy just bonk and down he goes. And it's just like, yeah. dude, 
You thought you were going to stand your ground, did you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And, uh, he thought he had the, he thought of his blistering retort, and uh, I don't know what he thought was going to happen, but the other guy just like mows over him like a lawnmower. Yeah, I mean, once again, politics is blood sport. I mean, you got to do what you got to do in that situation, but Jesus. Now we're facing actual bodily injury because you're holding a particular political position. Yeah. I mean, to a certain extent, it's always been the case, especially for black people. Uh, you've always been at the mm-hmm. fucking fuzzy Uh-oh. end of the lollipop when it comes to this shit. Yeah. I, I can hear What's going on, Jody? Up, oh, You're back. We lost you for a second. Okay, so we're going to take a short break. Uh, at <laughs> Noticing that uh, the platform that we use to do the show is being glitchy right now, we're going to take a short break and come back with more show right after these words. You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items, too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. Bob Seska. You're not going to believe me, but this guy's name is Chris Matthews. <laughs> not the Chris Matthews. That would be really, really weird. Yeah, Chris Matthews, former MSNBC host. He's 80 years old, but he's also an alternative rocker. No, 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 not at all. This is a different Chris Matthews, a song called The Best Years of Your Life, from his uh, album called Mercury in Retrograde. Link in the description for his Spotify page. Yes, indeed. Okay, getting back into things here on our big Thursday show with the goth ninjas, et cetera, et cetera. Texas Republicans, as if uh, this abortion ban wasn't bad enough, they passed new restrictions on the state's voting process. This finally went through. It overcame the six-week walkout by the Democrats to send uh, the measure to Republican Governor Greg Abbott, who plans to sign the bill into law, of course. The legislation adds new ID requirements for vote-by-mail, creates new criminal and civil penalties for poll workers, empowers partisan poll watchers, and bans so much. drive through and 24-hour voting options. Texas and 17 other states have passed more than 30 bills this year aimed at restricting voting, all based on Trump's lies. These are all based on the big lie. Every single one of these states. 18 states. Don't forget racism. I mean, it's all yeah. really ultimately about oh, yes. keeping black well, people from voting. Yeah, right, right. But the catalyst of it is Donald Trump said all of these crazy fucking things. 
most likely while he was sitting on the john and panicking about losing the election. Tweet, 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 tweet. Yeah, twooping. So he was sitting there twooping and came up with a bunch of bullshit. And now that it's it's been codified into law. 17 fucking states. Elections matter. Elections fucking matter. Stop. I hate them so much. I mean, it's just... A friend of mine was telling me today I ran into her when I was getting the work van washed. Yeah. Um, she was just like, I can't. She's like, my outrage, my ability to be outraged is just burnt. She's like, I just, I can't take it anymore. She's like, I can't watch the news. I can't listen to the, even NPR. Mm. She's like, because people are just so fucking stupid. Yeah, I know. Um, I know. You know she's uh, trying to raise a couple kids in this world. And explain to them that you have to tell the truth and you have to be an honorable person. And they're like, the president doesn't. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I get that. I get the need to step away. That makes perfect sense. Obviously, in order to be effective activists, in order to be effective commentators, you got to take a break once in a while. You got to take a breath. But remember, got to come back. You're going to sit down. You're going to go to the sidelines and take a knee for a minute. Go take a knee. But after you catch your breath, make sure you come on back. Because there's serious work to do. And it's, you know, look, in normal times, again, you can just ignore politics entirely. And to an extent, while I do this as a career, I would love to be able to ignore politics for a while. But we're not living in that world anymore. Because every at this day, point, it's like if I turn off the news at yeah. some point, like radioactive snow could come falling out. I mean, just like, you know, yeah. fucking Godzilla could show up. I mean, it's kind of like you have to keep an eye open just so you know. Yeah. Well, I, again, I like last August, some guy came down out of the woods in like Montana or something mm. who'd been living off the grid. And he was like, what's going on? Why is everybody wearing surgical masks? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, really? Are you yeah. serious? Did that really happen? No, that's a real story about some guy like wandering. You know, he came like for his six month stop to get supplies. Oh, my God. You know, and he was like, what the hell's happening? And people were like, ain't there a damn pandemic? Yeah. It's, the world is falling apart right before our eyes. There, there's uh, some good news here. More legal trouble for Trump and the Trump organization. Calamari Jr. Maddie is, the uh, Squid. Maddie the Squid. But the, the Maddie the Squid's son, I guess it right. is is testifying before the grand jury in New York City. Manhattan District uh, Attorney Cyrus Vance's investigation of the Trump Organization. This is great fucking news. Trump Organization's director of security has agreed to testify before a Manhattan grand jury investigating former president and his company, according to person familiar with the case. Matthew Calamari Jr., age 28, received a subpoena to testify on Tuesday from uh, Cy Vance and will appear before the grand jury Thursday afternoon, according to a person. According to a person, go? yeah, oh yeah, absolutely, mm. and that's bad, bad news for Donald Trump and the Trump Organization, because under New York law, Calamari Jr. would automatically receive immunity from prosecution in this case in exchange for his testimony, though he could be charged with perjury if he lies to the grand jury, of course. It's unclear what subjects prosecutors want him to want to ask him about. In Calamari Jr.'s LinkedIn profile, he says he has worked for the company, the Trump Organization, since 2011, his freshman year of college, and was promoted to corporate director of security in 2017. The planned grand jury testimony of Calamari Jr. was first reported by the Wall Street Journal, which also reported on another Trump executive, controller Jeffrey McConney, and how he's going to testify on Thursday, too. So, yeah, good luck, Trump. There's, uh, anytime something like this happens, even if it doesn't come to anything, at least temporarily, 
it's got to make Donald Trump's bowels just completely clench up or just go completely <laughs> loose, as the case may be. That's a really gross turn that I think the show just took. Um, yeah, let's let, let's uh, moving along. Especially yeah, yeah, I know. I'm sorry. Um, Minority leader Kevin McCarthy threatened telecommunication companies that a future Republican majority will not forget if they cooperate with the House Select Committee investigating the January 6th riot at the Capitol. This is if your... they obey the law, if yeah. they obey the fucking law, Kevin, like you're going to prosecute them because they obeyed the law and answered the subpoenas that were sent to them? Of course. Of course. This is the free market capitalism party. Don't you know that, David? They're, uh, they're all for the idea of letting the free market decide on all of this shit and no regulations on companies. No corporate regulations. Except when they make us unhappy. Yeah, exactly. When the com- <laughs> when the corporations are mean to Republicans, oh, then they're all for regulations. You know, but when it so comes to acting like people who have nothing to hide. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, when well, it comes- his his threat is literally against the law. <laughs> yeah, it is. It very and much. And so he's is. obstructing justice ahead of time. And Ted Lou's already put the the code up, the 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 law that he's violated. And he said, McCarthy, you've literally just obstructed justice. That yeah. is against the law. I mean, do they deliberately try to make themselves look guilty? I mean, this is the same thing that we were watching with Trump for four years. They couldn't look point, more they guilty. They know they've got you know like greased ball bearings under their feet at Fox News. Like you know anything they say will get. You know, as long as Tucker Carlson says nice things about them to the zombies, you know, they're 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 fine. They can do any hypocritical, contradictory, law breaking, fuck the police kind of thing they feel like doing Mm -hmm. because they know Laura Ingram with her catchers made of a face will be out there. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) speaking of making things up, Joe Rogan has covid. (laughs) <laughs> David, you didn't know that. Uh, that's uh, getting, no. getting your first time reaction. That's awesome. Yeah, Joe Rogan has COVID. Remember, because he spent the last you know year and a half saying, oh, if you're healthy enough, you're not going to get COVID. And if you're going to get COVID, you're not going to get sick from it. So Joe Rogan not only has How COVID. How sick is he? Well, he's taken, he said, we've thrown everything at it. Every, he said everything but the kitchen sink, we've thrown at it. Every med. He's taking Ivermectin. He's taking prednisone. He's taking Z-Pak. He's taking monoclonal antibodies. He's taking literally everything there is. That's not safe. No. That's not healthy. The, the, the thing oh, God, is- I'm the, starting a new band called Bon Ivermectin. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, you know, I, got a, I got an email from someone who's an actual scientist, and forgive me if I misquote this, but I think what she explained to me was, like yeah. the amount of Ivermectin you need to inject in order to get rid of COVID- is lethal in humans. Right. Yeah. So And and it, it well, so of course it kills the covid because it kills the patient. Right. Well, and is I'm I'm not buying a shit that he's taking ivermectin at all. Oh yeah, I know. I know. I believe that Milo also, Milo Yiannopoulos also Oh god, I remember that. Yeah, he's yeah. he he showed his like at home test. Right. And it's like you don't fucking have it, you fucking piece of shit, it's a hoax. fucking piece of shit. Yeah, they're all they're <laughs> lying to just I fucking hate these people and it's like at least the the corpses of the week um, didn't take vaccine yeah. and were anti-vaxxers, got COVID and died. At least they're, they were walking the walk. <laughs> I guarantee you Joe Rogan is vaccinated, Yeah, which is the only reason he's not going to be hospitalized if he indeed caught COVID. Um, just like everybody at fucking Fox News, at least the, the guys that have been preaching anti-vax were actually anti-vax. So I mm-hmm. got to, you know, hand it to them. 
other than they're they're not as bad as the motherfuckers that are vaccinated that are yeah. saying don't do it. It's incredible. But this is the effect. I mean, Joe Rogan is selling nonsense. That's the commodity. The the commodity for people like Joe Rogan, for people like Tucker Carlson, for all the usual suspects are the lies and the propaganda. That's the marketable thing that they're selling for cash. That's how this is operating. So it behooves Joe Rogan or whoever else to say, yeah, I have COVID and look what I'm taking. And this is, you know, obviously confirmation bias for all the people who want to believe that all of that works and it's legitimate and it's not going to kill them, even though it probably will. It really requires one of these people who is famous, who's taking Ivermectin for fuck's sake, to actually die from it. Because otherwise, look, I'm going to assume that it's all made up. I know it's made up with Milo. I mean, Jesus, God, what kind of suckers does he think though. we are? We, yeah. I mean, that's just it. They if won't. he gripped it his way right into the ground, I think mm. I would just, you know, that would just feel like justice to me. <laughs> that's like the Breitbart effect. Yeah. As and long as God he's not. like, all right, that's enough of you and pulls the plug. Yeah. Well, as long as they're not giving anyone COVID in the process. See, that's right. the problem with that, mm. that theory is, yeah, they're screwing themselves, but how many other people are they screwing at the same time? Not only with the actual virus, but with the disinformation, with it, which is its own pandemic by itself. The COVID disinformation, that's a whole other thing that is spreading virally. It's as almost as contagious as the virus itself. All of the goddamn lies. By the way, uh, just wrapping up here with a bit of good news. There's good news about the California recall. The effort to recall Governor Gavin Newsom is struggling According to a new California poll, the poll found that 58% of likely voters surveyed in California oppose removing Newsom from office compared to 39% who support recalling the governor, a gap rooted in the sharp partisan divide between Democratic and Republican voters in the state. The findings, which were gathered by pollsters over a nine-day period ending on Sunday, may offer some hope for Newsom, who has for the past month expressed concern that enthusiasm gap among Democratic and non-affiliated voters could lead to his political demise. Yes, that's always the thing that screws us. Well, I think that the reason that the numbers seem to be good is, again, we were all mailed our ballots. And that informed people that didn't know it was happening that it was happening. Right, right. So, uh... What's the grounds for... For removing him, what, what if, did he do if he doesn't get at least fifty percent of the no, no, vote, no, I mean, why are they why are they alleging that he should be recalled? The pandemic the because they the don't feelings. like him yeah. because they don't like him. The same reason with it's bullshit. Yeah, um, because the Republicans can't get legally elected in this state. Yeah, so the only way they can get that office anymore is through this bullshit recall election. And my view is is the. The law needs to change. If we're going to do this bullshit recall, then you recall the governor and the lieutenant governor becomes governor Mm -hmm. like an impeachment. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I still believe that the first thing that should happen if Newsom survives this is Newsom and the state legislature need to pass a law that gets rid of this process or greatly reforms it to being something that's reasonable and rational. We do. We need to. First off, the recall should be based on actual problems, mm-hmm. or we just get rid of the law. That's right. Because Gray Davis was recalled for bullshit, 
And um, and he wasn't as liked, by the way, as Gavin Newsom. Mm-hmm. Um, and luckily, it was only 20 years ago because yep. otherwise, I think Newsom might lose. But, but all of us remember that recall that we're voting 20 plus years mm-hmm. ago. So we're like, oh, that ain't happening again. Yeah. More show coming up on the postmortem show on our Patreon page, BobSuskaShow.com. See you over there, folks. Bye bye. Labor Day weekend.